I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, we just lost Craig. Oh no, they just cut his internet off. <laughs> I'm good now. Oh, there is he is. Back, he's back. Just audio, no video. That's okay. Oh, Charms, I was uh, talking yeah, about uh, one of our best reviews ever, and I really have to I have to talk about it. Well, let's let's start with that. Um, Jimmy, we're not sure if Jimmy's showing up or not. He might be at some point, but Craig's here in Wonga and, and me, Charms. Wow, so, it's uh, old school. Let, let's start with it, shall we? Let's go. Oh, by the way, by the way, I, let me mention this. I had a little chat with our good mate, uh, Danny Dickio. Oh. This week, and he is um, halfway thawed from the cryogenic chamber we put him in. Right. And uh, by this time next week, he should be fully thawed, and he might be making an appearance next Wednesday. I uh, would love to see Danny Dickio. The best. The best. All right, um, well, what you got there? Well, I want to hear this review. Okay, so this is from uh, a, a new listener, and uh, it, I'll read it. I listened to one episode dated April 21st, 2023. The opinions were uninformed, pedestrian, and adolescently judgmental when they were actually talking about soccer as opposed to the NBA, dirty restaurants and injured rugby players for dedicated soccer fans wanting to enrich their understanding of the game and the current state of affairs in the sport. I recommend looking for a different podcast unless of course (laughs) Friday's episode was a stupendous outlier, which I doubt highly. And this is from our friend disappointed new via Apple podcast. So they also gave us um, a one star, and the Ooh. title of this review is uh, "Poor and Amateurish." So Yay! I blame I, I have to blame you guys for this <laughs> wickedly amazing review. So everyone, please, if you can give us a one star review, <laughs> please <No>. hit the <laughs> like button and give us a review because it's it's something that we cherish. And I want to I want to thank personally disappointed new. 
I think it's amazing that you you went out of your way to to slag us like this. And yeah. it's so funny and thoughtful. I appreciate it. I think I always appreciate people that take the time to review products or shows. Um, you're just utter losers, aren't you? <laughs> to, re- to, to take the time to submit a review, you're just a putrid little twat. A negative review like that. Too. I know. After Why bother? Just don't listen. Yeah. And when have we ever said that we're going to be informative and insightful? Yeah. Well, I well, say maybe. always insightful, but I do yeah, say, say absurd. We say it facetiously, I think. Yeah, I kind of do. And not only that, that's the one with Amy on it. So I really, know. he's slagging Amy more than anybody. Because that's her show. That's news that's and That's her dark. show. <laughs> so I just Amy Walsh, um, disappointing new. And you, are, we're going to set up a chat to see how how much he or she was disappointed in your news and dubs. <laughs> was that last Friday's show? 24th? That was last Friday's show. I'm trying yeah. to think what that was, a good or bad show? I thought it was a great show. We laughed our heads off. <laughs> um, no, great, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was amateurish. Sure. You got that little moron though that that submitted that review. I bet you anything they're they're listening again. I mean, it was it was a well written review in fairness. Oh, well written. Uh, the grammar's spot on. Yep. Uh, the right amount of uh, a descriptive uh, breakdown. And you know what? They're not wrong. No, no, they're bang on. <laughs> but there's, there's there's no need to there's no need to publicize yeah. that any further. That's right. It should be a five star. That's right. That's right. That five star bang on. We've yeah. accomplished it. Yeah. Yeah. So there I'm you like, go. I'm, I'm nodding as you're reading it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Yeah. Check. Childish. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can be. It can be. We can be all all of it, really. Yeah. It can be. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thank bring you. Bring in guests that are informative. <laughs> yeah. The guests often are. I think Amy's pretty informative, usually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's on her game. Yeah, I mean, we we let the side down frequently, but I think she's <laughs> pretty good. That's why you know, if it's a Wednesday show or a or a, a Sunday slash Monday show, I, I get that. But the Friday show, is, yeah, it's one of the better ones. Oh, oh well, I have to get rid. Have to get rid of Amy then. Okay. Yeah. Amy, <laughs> just so we're going to announce it now. We're going to do like a Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're <laughs> off the show, Amy. <laughs> yeah. We, we thought we were doing the right thing by, you know, inviting you on, but apparently not. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll be okay. I think, I think we'll survive anyway. Yeah, we'll do okay. It's a bit late for our record, isn't it? Usually we record a lot earlier than this on Wednesday. Yeah, but kind of I think tired. it started on, I, we got off on the right foot with that sparkling review. On a flyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, any other putrid twats out there want to review us, go right ahead. We welcome yeah. it. It's great. That's, that was our fourth really negative one. The other ones, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure we share all of the negative ones, but mm-hmm. they're pretty funny. Because they're great. You, to, to your point, you this person went out of their way, and they wrote it so poetically and mm. uh, insightfully. So it was great. I mean, they, they wasted not mm. only the time listening to the podcast, <laughs> but that's then to why mad. fire up the old computer. <laughs> but Charms, that's why the they're time. mad. They wasted an hour with us, <laughs> and they're mad at us. Uh, yeah childish band <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if it's another podcast yeah maybe. that'd be awesome that'd be awesome yeah. yeah um busy week of soccer right big busy day today busy really everything big results hey eh, craig we'll get to the shaman forest derby Ooh. later 
Um, but we've got to start with Man City just smashing Arsenal 4-1. Like, smashing. This is a, a team that has been in first place since, I think, week three of the season in, in right. Arsenal. Just dominating. And then this decline happens at just the wrong time. And they'll win this in four games now. Three draws, one loss, Craig. Um, would Didn't, you consider- I tell you? Didn't I tell you months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw it coming. City, saw it coming. These guys are too good, too consistent. And Arsenal were good too, but it's like, wow, it's a long season. It's a long That's season. That's it, right? I mean, we know what City can do, but if Ars- mm. Arsenal had the ball in their court, so to speak, for a long time, right? Had they just kept picking up points, like three points, they'd be doing fine, but three straight draws, you know, that had they won those games, this, this result wouldn't have meant as much, right? They could That's have right. afforded to lose to City. Would you call it a bottle job, um, a choke, or is that just a little bit unfair considering you know where we thought they'd finish this season compared to the reality of where they're going to finish this season? Yeah, I think I think that would be. It's too easy to say they've choked. I, I think I I think they've done incredibly well and they are in a place where they they shouldn't be really at this stage. I don't think they're quite there yet. I think they're way ahead of the game. Arteta's done an amazing job, but. Show them the two teams today. Certainly, there is a there is a massive goal, especially when you're, you've got two teams that are basically title fight. You know, between two fighters, and it's like one just got absolutely schooled. So that was probably just the most disappointing thing. Those players will be really disappointed all the way back to London, or um, getting back to wherever they were heading. Yeah, it's not so much the loss, right? It's it's the way they lost, just outplayed, you know, in every facet of the game. And Arteta pretty much said that post match. Um, but this is City playing the form of the season. They found themselves at just the right time, and and you know, Erlen Haaland scores again, thirty three goals now. Now he's beating Mo Salah's record for a thirty eight game season. He's one behind Shearer and Andy Cole for a forty two game season. He'll do that with six games left. Again, I mean, I know we keep going back to it. I don't know what more we can say about him, really, Craig. I mean, what we're witnessing is something pretty special. And the fact that he's still, you know, in his early 20s is just terrifying what this guy could do to the Premier League record book if he sticks yeah. around for, for a decade or so. And Ramsdale probably kept uh, from getting a couple more, too. He saved four shots off him today, I think, before mm-hmm. he finally scored with his, with his hair down. Yeah, he lost the lost the Alice band or whatever the hell he's wearing there. <laughs> Flowing locks. Him and De Bruyne, like I mean, Pep said it the best. It's extraordinary the connection those two players are having between the two of them. It is. And then somebody we said it's like silk and steel. And you know, and that's a that's a very, very good description of the two of them. Silk and steel. Oh, silk yeah. and steel, yeah, that's great actually. Sil- and you look silk at De, and look De Bruyne. At, yeah, and look at De Bruyne. I mean, in November. October wasn't great. World Cup wasn't himself. Went through a spell. Mm-hmm. But, man, quality comes back. That first goal, well, I mean, the, both great goals by De Bruyne, but the first goal when he just held off Rob Holding, just pure strength and brawn. And then this delicate little path, pass, feathers it to De Bruyne and then does the rest with a great, great run and a great finish. <laughs> but it just showed you everything about... Harland and, and who this is, this guy is as a player, right? I mean, we, we see the structure, how big he is, six foot four muscle, 
looks massive, but he's got that softness mm-hmm. around him too, hasn't he? He, he really is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what more you could ask for in a center forward. He really is the perfect center forward, isn't he? He really is. He, he, you know, and he doesn't really, I mean, the sort of mold of the, the perfect center forward these days, I would say would be a guy like Aguero. Low center of gravity, you know, the Maradona types, even Messi, you know, that smaller type of guy that can just, you know, run through and with the rules are the way they are now and challenges being penalized the way they do. They get opportunities way more. And then you got this guy comes along, he's massive. It's almost like Usain Bolt when he went into, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden you got yeah. this massive guy. He's, he's got to be too slow off the blocks. No, he's not too bad. And then, then the rest is history, really. Yeah. That's a great comparison, really, isn't it? Because the same bolt arrives, and he's so cut from a different cloth than the rest of the, the sprinting world. No one's six foot four or six, I think it's six five, I think, bolt. Yeah. No one moved that way. And although you've mm. had big center fours before, like big center fours, especially in England, no one's moved like him. That's pacing. We, we compare him to Ebra, I guess, a little bit, but I think that's doing Holland an injustice now at this point, don't you? Yeah, that's a that's a good comparison actually with Ebra, I would say. But Ebra, I mean, yeah, he's just he's even better than him. Yeah, and, and that's crazy to say, right? I mean, that's doing taking nothing from Ebra. Who, I mean, let, let's see if Haaland's still playing at forty, which is what Ebra's doing occasionally. At Ooh, that's that's a yeah, that's another conversation. He's an absolute machine, Ebra. But both of them can do overhead kicks like <laughs> like a, somebody who's five five. Like it's unbelievable. Like. Left foot, right foot, good in the air, know, diagonals, holding in the ball up, strength, pace. Now, he, he does seem to need a bit of service, right? That's fair to say. So I forget who was saying it recently, talking about how to defend Haaland. He goes, well, he needs service, so you just take away the channels. It's 33 goals, so. <laughs> <laughs> when you have those playmakers around him as well I mean how do you what, what do you do if, you, if you're a coach and, and you're man forget just Harlem Man City and you know that package that they've put together there um, I don't know how you defend it when they're on form with the best manager in world football I, I don't know how you stop them is there a way no. and, and I think going from the very first game I saw him I think it was West Ham away they were playing at uh, at West Ham and he got off the mark there, and he made some runs from midfield. And I was like, "Holy cow!" I just I couldn't believe his blistering pace. And then once he gets the legs going, and he's got a stride, it's massive and just incredibly hungry. Just want that's all he, he's like. He's born to score goals. Like it's just incredible, yeah. and, he, yeah. and his timing is perfect. That's a good point. The hunger is, is there, isn't it? That that love. He loves scoring goals. Loves it. For. I mean, I, I, him I and his dad are just the time of their lives, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I read an article early in the season about him, and, and I forget it was some, someone asked him about you know dating or something or going out you know with the lads. He goes, you know, he's just he, he'd rather score goals than do that. You know, than socialize. He's he's consummate professional. It's all about getting better and being better and being at the top of his game. Yeah, if he looked like Richard Gere in his prime, he'd probably think differently. I think he'll do okay for himself, though. <laughs> oh, doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> He's a Viking. Hey, you always got friends when you got a grand in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know. Well, uh-huh. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is there. He sure as hell does. So, yeah, I mean, there's the old cliched statement win for City, um, where it stands at the table right now just with uh, – Five games left. Sorry, six games left for uh, City. No, sorry, seven for City. 
Um, five more for Arsenal. Uh, so City have played two less games and they're two points back of of Arsenal. And coming up for Man mm. City in the in the run-in for them. Wait to hear this. Uh, over here. The next three are Fulham, West Ham, and Leeds. Yeah. yeah they say the run-in is extremely fortunate. Yeah, so Fulham... West Ham, Leeds. Uh, then you got Real Madrid in the Champions League, of course. Then you got Everton in the league. You got Real Madrid again for the second leg. Then you got Chelsea, who we'll get to shortly. You got Brighton, yeah. who we'll get to shortly. Brentford. And then uh, you have the FA Cup final against United. So that's uh, they've won it. It's theirs. This crown them champions once again. Pep's got it done. What can you say about that guy? You know, he's reinventing himself, his tactics, the way the game's being played. I don't know what unbelievable more to give to him. Unbelievable. He's got the money. He's got the players. He buys well. They recruit well, and they're coached really, really well. Every single year, this would be what five titles in the in the last six, I believe. Uh, to to mean did Chelsea? No, Chelsea won the Champions League. Yeah, I think it is because Liverpool got the one there, right? Yeah. Uh, let me take a look here because that's I mean that that's that's something to dominate. Hey fellas, uh, Starks Starks was uh, tweeted out anybody but City. Are they now? <laughs> are they now one of those teams? Like, are yes. they in that zone that it doesn't matter who wins, just not City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to that point. That's why you have like you know there also makes you a, a, a massive juggernaut of a club like Man United. You know, it's getting to that. You know, the noisy neighbors are now becoming incredibly noisy. Um, <laughs> but before that, um, yeah, Man United has got, got that. Because, oh, they win everything. They're always winning titles, you know. Liverpool back in the day, too, when they were... But don't you get the impression off. that City's more universally liked than United was? I get that impression because because Fergie, for his brilliance at United, was extremely prickly and at times arrogant, right? And it rubbed people the wrong way, right? And, and it worked. Mm. And he's he's the greatest ever in English football. And, and some of the personalities on those United teams, Craig, you know them better than anyone. You face the, the Roy Keynes, the Eric Cantonars, uh, the Rio Ferdinands, Vidic, Beckham. I mean, these, these kind of polarizing figures, right? Brilliant, brilliant world-class players, but polarizing. You look at the City team. I mean, there's there's not too many people I, I dislike on that team. Who, who's who's the arsenal? No, true, true. Yeah, I mean, but I just think, I just don't think Liverpool or sorry Man City have been there decades like Manchester United. You know, they they've had their heyday. They they dipped obviously. There's a time when when Ferguson almost got fired. Yeah, early in the rain. Yeah, exactly. Very early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, but they yeah, always they, come back. There was a dis- there's a dislikability of that United team though, and there's a likability of this City team. That's kind of just one for- and maybe that will change, you know. Um, they just haven't had that that evil person, the the, the, the criminal, the the arch enemy. I don't know what it is, you know. Aguero yeah, was good freaking brilliant, but he's lo- everyone loved Aguero. Vincent Company, you know, who led that team to championships, just respected. What a great guy on and off the pitch. Yaya Torre. What was beloved, you know? I mean, okay, there's a whole birthday cake incident, but that aside, people <laughs> loved him. Um, even going back a little bit further, I mean, okay, <laughs> Sean Goda, that's a little bit too far back, I think. But the Joe Hart well, era, right? Joe Hart was liked. 
Yeah. Well, you make a good point because I think that you can scale. That's, that's not luck. I think that goes down to the way they recruit and they look at certain people and individuals and what they're like on and off the field and who they can trust. Yeah. And I think it shows I mean, there's a certain package that they need and they want there. He doesn't want any of that. He wouldn't take all on for a hundred million if he was, if he wasn't the guy that was going to fit into where he wants to play, that's no good to. That's a, that's a great point, right? The, the recruitment's been smart, isn't it? Yeah, they spent money, right? And you can say, well, anyone, anyone can spend money, but proven that not anyone can spend money, right? Most of their gambles pay off. Even Jack Grealish, who, who was has been criticised last season, you know, hundred million for him hasn't worked out. He's great right now. He's been great for months. He's living up to that price tag. Mm-hmm. They spent the money. And, and not as crazy as a lot of clubs, actually, in fairness. They've been smart. It's been a very stable squad for a while there. Mm-hmm. Um, even Jack, Jack Grealish was one that I would actually – I was concerned about a little bit. But obviously, again, they've done their background. He is, he's not you know, an introvert by any stretch of the imagination. But I also think that he's not unmanageable and uncoachable. And I think that's proven later in the season for sure. Pep must be fun to play for though too, right? I would think. I mean, demanding and challenging, sure, but it must be great to play under him. It it would be because he would challenge you on certain things and always challenge you on what you're not quite good at, and then you you just want to do it for him. And then he would just be delighted when he makes you better and the team wins and you're just flying. So yeah, it's you can just you can imagine that the respect that Pep's now got too, right? I mean. It's his to lose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's the biggest name at any club he can go to now. No one can look down on Pep. Even the biggest name. You can sign the biggest player in the world. You, you sign Leo Messi. And he, even him, he, he'll be looking up at Pep because he knows Pep made him mm-hmm. kind of who he, who, who he was at Barcelona. I mean, he wants that Champions League, but... Yeah. I think he might get it too. Well, he's... This is I, year, I think right? it's fair. To, I think it's fair to say right now they're the best team in Europe. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win it. No, you're right. You're right. Just yeah, just emphatic tonight, and I I, I do feel for Arsenal because they've been such a great great story this season and so much fun to watch. They need some reinforcements, but they're a young team as well, young squad, young manager. They're not going anywhere. It, it might not be this easy again to contend this late in the season with what Newcastle's doing and United and even with Chelsea bouncing back. You would think next year, um, but yeah, <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure about that. Maybe, maybe they're going down the toilet as well. But Frankie um, Lamps has really added a spark in he. So they lose to Brentford two 0 five straight losses. Man, Frank, I feel. I mean, Christ, poor Frank Lampard, right? He post match is going. It's just like his confidence, you know. Like if, if this team had any kind of confidence, we we could have won that game. There's nothing. I mean, they had the chances, right? They got no finish. There's no finish whatsoever. They're just broken. Yep. I mean, why, why, at this point, they may as well have kept Graham Potter, right? He may have got a result, in fact. <laughs> he can't do anything worse. I mean. He was on $12 million a year. <sighs> why not keep him? Why not keep him? He, I know. He couldn't have done any worse than this. He was probably he's pulling off miracles with this group. So let me ask you this. So uh, the rumors are that Pochettino is close to signing for, for next season. If, if you're Poch... Would you prefer to get the job now and just kind of no no pressure on you this season, right? And just kind of see what you have for five or six games, because there's going to be a big clear out this summer. Whoever gets the job, he's going to clear out. He has to. The score's too big. Um, is, is it better to take charge now and just see what he has? 
I think ideally it'd be giving Frank some ideas of sitting behind the scenes and just try maybe, a couple uh, different things. Yeah, maybe just sit in the stands, right? Let Frank be yeah. the, the take, take it in the head. <laughs> take the bullet in the head for him. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance Frank's staying now. I mean, that squad, I mean, let's, let's do this, Craig. Let's go through this squad show and just who would you keep, who would you ditch, given that oh you, you need like a, a workable squad, right? Yes. All right, so let's go. Let's start. So Enzo Fernandez arrives, 100 million. He, he's obviously staying, right? He's yeah. part of the solution, right? Okay. Mikel Mudrik came for about 90 million. He's been a disaster so far, but I, I think we've seen enough from him this year in the Champions League in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's obviously staying. <clears throat> Oh, for okay. sure. Uh, Jao Felix, he, he's on loan. Crazy expensive loan deal. He's shown flashes. You know what he can do, we think, but it hasn't worked out for him at Atletico Madrid. Would you try and sign him? Because he's going to cost you a lot of money, isn't he? Would he, would you, Or would he be someone that you kind of say, thanks for giving your best efforts, but it's time to, to part ways? Well, I'm sure... You look at all the money that he spent, and you got a loan player like that. He probably doesn't want to have to fork out any more money. And if it doesn't look as though he is a solution right now, if you're just going to try to mix things up, he's going to be the one that's going to go try and shake things up a little bit. I'd be yeah. very surprised if they I tend to agree with you. I mean, unless there's a deal with the loan, it was so expensive that they could then make it permanent for a bit less this summer but who knows I mean I, I don't think I've seen enough from him to say that he is part of the solution uh, Kai Havertz has been there for, for a few years um, man he, I, I, I don't know I think he might be one of the someone that has to leave at this point fresh air fresh fresh team yeah. give it a whirl because yeah. he, he just hasn't got the, he has moments we know what he can do he's a very talented player but he mm-hmm. seems to be kind of symbolize what's wrong with that team in many ways don't you think yeah They've had a few years with this. Remember when Lukaku came over? They're like, "Oh, this is a the missing piece." <laughs> That's right. Man, what a well, he's alone, he right? Was. Too uh, Lukaku. He he could come back. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that the weirdest thing? Yeah, he just gets banded around all these clubs. Uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang gone. He got in the field again today. He didn't do anything. I'm mentioning he's gone. What about Mason Mount? Yeah, a lot of rumors yeah. about Arsenal want him and, and Liverpool. What about Mason Mount? I like him. I like him. So, good player. Got an engine on yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what if you about- look at look at what Tuchel did, I mean, that was one of those rare times when you look at the bottom, what, 10, I think, eight, eight clubs have changed managers. There's even t- clubs above that have changed managers. But what made a significant difference was when Frank Lampard was fired for Tuchel, and Tuchel took that team from – in a bad position, I think he got him in the top four, and then they win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. That coaching from him, who recognized what he had and actually turned that team around, was that was really quite something. And then, in, <laughs> and they fired Tuchel, bringing Potter, who thought you know this Brighton team would be good under anybody. Wonger, you could coach Brighton. <laughs> just seen that way, doesn't it? I, I got a call yeah. today, so it's uh, everything's working out. Oh, nice, good for you. Yeah. Well, Deserve his living. Yeah, I just have to find it on the map. They said that's my quiz. <laughs> Wagner, show me where Brighton, Albin, what is it? Alva, Hove, Alva, Albion? Brighton and Hove, Albion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. They, uh, they dropped the Hove for a while, but. I always thought they? that. They always yeah, referred to years, it Brighton, yeah. right? Brighton, and then 
yeah, I think it was just Brighton for a while. I'd have to check on that. But then, yeah, Brighton and Hove came back again. Okay, let's go to some more players here. I won't go through the, the entire team. We're at N'Golo Kante. He's been out most of this year through injury. We know the engine he has, but is the engine after so many miles on the clock not what it once was? Is it time to part company? If if they if he's starting to struggle and not do what he used to be able to do as the best that type of midfielder, defensive midfielder in the in the country or in Europe. Yeah, absolutely he was. He was. Unbelievable. I, I get the impression that he's a player that, that if he moves, say he goes to Arsenal or wh- wherever it's going to be, I've got the feeling that he could, he's still got a couple of really good years left in him though. I think so. Just maybe not at Chelsea. No. But if they let him go, then it's gonna, that's, a good, that's a pretty good sign that he's not being able to show the numbers. Mm-hmm. When they're tracking how many miles, kilometers he's doing, he's not quite getting in there. Christian Pulisic, time for a change for him, I guess, if no one else. Yeah, maybe for him. Again, Sean Flash has never really lived up to the hype since he moved from Dortmund, has he? No, that's it. I think that's it. He's kind of frustrating. He can play really, really well, and then just goes missing. So it's not that's not at a standard that's going to keep you at a club like Chelsea. I don't think. Reem Sterling, again, moved this season yeah. hasn't really worked out, has it? Again, I don't blame him. Um, he's been no. playing in different positions. He's playing at fullback at one point, or wingback at one point under Graham Potter. Not really his position. Yeah, there's another one. City let him go for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> probably because he would. I mean, he created a lot of chances, but I mean, <laughs> a guy like Holland is just smashing every chance in, and he was a really good player and effective. But I guess when you're looking for Pep's always looking for that perfect player, and I don't think Sterling was ever that perfect player, but really effective and did incredibly well. But could have scored even more goals with a bit more quality in front of that. What about the goalkeepers, Kepa? Did you keep him? Uh, I don't know if they have a choice. He, he's on a lot of money, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure who's going to take him and take the take him off your hands for significant money unless you send him a loan and pay for half of his wages. Mm-hmm. But their goalkeepers have been sort of with Mendy as well. Like they look really, really good, and then like not just dip in form a little bit, like just drop off the map. Kepa did the same thing. Yep, a lot of pressure on him coming as the the biggest, most expensive goalkeeper in the world at that time for sure still I think yeah exactly yeah but it'd be fascinating who leaves I mean they're going to bring more players in as well right so there's going to be a fire sale it'd be a brand new look team under Poch next season for sure but uh, another terrible loss for them um, you mentioned Brighton they fell to Nottingham Forest 3-1 once again typical Jimmy right not being on the show today because when big things happen for <laughs> Nottingham Forest Jimmy doesn't show up Brennan Johnson had a penalty saved in that one in the first half but they came back despite going down 1-0 to win 3-1. What a huge win for Forrest. And good for Massive. them. It gets them out of the drop zone for the time being anyway. Yeah. They're in well, there you go. Now. That's why I've never been a, a big fan of firing managers just because you're scared and they're heading the wrong way because they're going to turn it around, that team, if they're good enough. And in the bottom 10 clubs, including Chelsea, I think, there's only two clubs that haven't changed managers and that's West Ham and Nottingham Forest and West Ham have turned it right around when people were like gotta, Moyes has got to go Moyes has got to go we're going down if they keep Moyes well <laughs> you know 
they're a bit unfortunate today. They look much better. Look like they're going to be okay, and Nottingham Forest could be okay. They're the other one that didn't fire their manager, stuck with them. I wonder too if Brighton is going to find that, you know, that they're on in eighth place, forty-nine points. It's been brilliant for them. They could still finish in a European spot for Conference League, Europa League potentially. But you know, the old flip-flop um, cliche that you, you, you guys like to talk about at this point in the season: Are they going to lose a little bit of their fire now in some of these games? Well, losing that semi-final and yeah, playing right. as well as they did, I think that was really difficult. I think the manager would probably, like, I found it impossible to get them up for this game. Mm-hmm. It, that took a lot out of them. Emotionally, too, they were gutted physically. Yeah. Played quite well. Could have easily gone the other way. Yep. It's been a, a great story, but still, big game there. Um, let's talk about our derby now, Craig. Liverpool being West Ham 2-1. Um, the Thiago handball late in the game, the big controversial call. Um, I, I don't know how it's not given as a handball. I don't know what the handball rule is anymore. But for well, me, as problem, a Liverpool right? fan, it was a blatant handball. You know, I'm just going to – like from a complete neutral's point of view, and I look at this, it just the, – the rule is like if you're going down, your arm is going down to break your fall. Just because it hits your arm doesn't mean it's necessarily handball. But then on the other hand, it's like, well – He's lunging in. He's out of control. He's gained a complete advantage. It's definitely hit his arm. So you got that as well. But they didn't even look at it. I would have thought somebody go, hey, hey, you know, the referee, I mean, as it did, it just, uh, that might be worth another look. No? (laughs) You you think VAR would have checked it though, right? Yeah, but I think it's, it's so... I mean, gray. It's so nobody gray, knows what it is anymore because you are allowed to have your hand going down, like to, to break your fall. Yeah, but at the same time, and, it's also in an, an unnatural position. No, because he's got it. And if you're sliding in, you're always going to have it there to break your fall. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and he has no intention to handball it. Like he is not intent. There's no intent, but his hand's there to break his fall. Not just handball it, but it did in his hand. He gained a massive advantage from it, and he's lunging out of control. So I can see why Moyes is like, that should be a penalty. And I do too, but I can also see why uh, the the rule being as, you know, indecipherable Mm -hmm. as it is, is uh, hard to figure out what is and what is anymore. I heard in a, another podcast in The Guardian, they're talking about how to reinvent the handball rule. And one idea proposed was for those situations, giving away like indirect free kicks in the area for those type of gray areas where you're just not quite sure, where clearly it's not intentional. It's not intentional. Um, but you, it's, it's still a handball. It's still preventing potentially a goal scoring opportunity. Mm-hmm. Imagine the chaos in the area, right? Which would be brilliant. Yeah, you it's don't fun. see indirect free kicks in the box very often, do you? Uh-huh. You don't. And, and obstruction is one, but they never would give obstruction indirect in the box. You never see that. There's also a danger of creating too many rule changes. Rugby's going through this at the moment. Uh, it's crazy. The rugby, there's new rules in rugby about tackling. You can't tackle um, above the waist now, which is if you've played rugby before, ideally you tackle below the waist, right? It's easy to bring people down, but that's not the reality of playing rugby and trying to tackle people in close, especially up front with the forwards. You can't. If you're, if you're Craig size and you're trying to tackle a scrum half who's five foot nine, it's, it's, it, how to try and, try and tackle him under the waist, right? 
so they, they try and create almost too many rule changes whereas soccer can't really go down the same route because people do get frustrated by it yeah and if you have that kind of rule it's like well then you're going to have a debate on how did he see it as non-intentional that should be a penalty not indirect free kick yeah i know it's still a gray area (laughs) where's the line stop yeah yeah well charms your your team won though um and they're now sitting sixth which like five weeks ago six weeks ago you would have been happy with now they're a point like the other team that's in front of them is aston villa it's It's crazy isn't it villa it's just and you your team could still be like Tottenham has dropped like an anchor. Yep. So Spurs are, you know, looking like they're we, done. We jumped over Spurs. Can you believe yeah, that? It's we'll incredible. And Chelsea Actually, dropped speak, even Speaking further. of managers, Emery at Villa, after Stevie, uh, Stevie G left. Yeah. He's been, he's done a fantastic job. Well, I think they have the most points outside City, don't they? Oh, shit. It's incredible. No one's talking about it. It's incredible they've done. Fifth place, 54 yeah. points, five points off the Champions League spots. Now, they won't get there because they played 33 games. United played 30, Newcastle 31. But still, it doesn't matter. They're going to finish in the European spots in all likelihood at this point. Yeah, and Emery's a Europa League specialist. Yeah, no kidding. It's a great <laughs> story. It's a good, good team. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, too no, bad he didn't happy. make it at Arsenal. How important do you, do you think it is for Liverpool to finish in at least some kind of European football next year? Great. It's, it's not, it probably isn't going to be Champions League, um, but Europa League. I mean, how important is that, do you think? Yeah, it is important. Yeah? Yeah, it's not going to get any easier for them to recruit and get players and people want to play in the Champions League. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. I used to kind of dismiss the Europa League a lot, but now... Being, being faced your, with it it's your favorite well league. the premier league the premier league is so well yeah i like the conference hey listen west ham in the semi-finals right playing alkmaar i mean that's huge yeah. for, for west ham like what is it like winning the like i won the inter toto like it was such a big trophy there was two winners <laughs> take but you know, like what the conference? What is it like? It's the third European tournament. Like it's kind of, I don't know. Played in the other one, Anglo Italian Cup. I played in that too back in the day. The Anglo Italian. Was that yeah. was that a summer tournament or was that? No. Oh no! It's during the tournament, no. during the league, during the season. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what was it? Just the the what the uh, like a a squad from. The Italian League and the yeah, the there was Prem? a bunch of yeah. Well, actually, it was lower. I think it was the Championship or the Second Division at that time. Mm. Oh, okay. So I remember, I remember Port Vale were involved, and I remember playing them in that. And I think we played them in the semifinals of it or something. I was like, "What the fuck are we doing?" Here it is the Anglo-Italian Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, also known as the Anglo-Italian Interleague Clubs Competition, from seventy-six to eighty-six. Although it was also played in '96. Oh, there uh, you go. That'll that'll be the one. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to think how to explain it. Um, so in '92, it was reestablished as a professional cup for second tier clubs. It replaced the English full members cup. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Amy Walsh should be on that. She should be on that, that one. The full members cup. 
having a comment. <laughs> Trying to see uh, what year. So that would be 90. Did you win it, Craig? You didn't win it, did you? No. So Clemenetsi won in 1993, Brescia in 93, 94, Notts County in 94, 95, and it was Genoa in 95, 96, beating Port Vale in the in the final. Ah, there you go. I think we might have lost to Port Vale in the semis. I'm not sure. That <laughs> was good for a couple of trips to Italy. Let's fucking probably find out for you right now, Craig, if you like. Um, so English teams. Actually, no, they were, that couldn't have been the year you played in it, Craig, because... Oh no! Here we go. Ipswich Group B tables. Oh, geez, you weren't even in, you weren't even in Group A. You're in Group B with Ipswich. Is that right? Well, it didn't matter what group you're. It was A B. It didn't matter. It was so a- yeah, you lost four <laughs> two to Port Vale in the semi final. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> we playing there in you that. Go. That you one play? kept you up at night, eh? Craig, oh, I was last. playing. I'm absolutely sure I was playing in that one. <laughs> I'm really sad that there's no there's no match report. I'm really upset. There is for the final though. When Genoa beat Port Vale 5-2, um, looking at the Port Vale team, uh, Steve Guppy played for Port Vale back in those days. Ray uh, Walker. Who was, in, who was in goal? Not Gru. No, Paul Musselwhite. Oh, Musselwhite. Okay, I remember him. Mark uh, Gru played for them for years. Andy Hill, Gareth Griffiths, Neil Aspen, Dean Stokes. Andy Hill. Yep. John McCarthy, okay. Andy Porter, Ian Bogey. Steve Guppy, Martin Foyle, Lee Glover. Ray Walker, huh. Stuart Tolbert, and Tony Naylor came on. That's not a bad that's not a bad group. I mean, nobody will know who the hell these guys are, but that's not a great bad group of players, actually. They got smashed by uh, Genoa though. Rutolo yeah, with the hat trick. A lot of them went to on to bigger and better things. You know who played for Genoa in that game? Vincenzo Montella. Huh. The, aer- the aeroplane of, of Roma fame years later. Wow. See? Who knew? The Anglo-Italia Cup. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I mean, Montella, I don't think he won much with, with Roma. This may have been his thing. He's, let's find out what Montella won over his career. That may be it. Yeah, yeah. under his honors. Player. Great player. So, yeah, here he is. So, Genoa, he won the Anglo-Italian Cup. Okay, so, of course, Roma won the Serie A back in 2000, 2001, of course. Yes, so he won the Serie A. He won the Supercopa in 2001, uh, and he won the Anglo-Italian Cup. I wonder where on the mantelpiece he has the Anglo-Italian Cup in proportion to the one. Serie A title. It's a huge one that yeah. we just found out that Craig played in it for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I played in all sorts of shite. <laughs> shite. Still tournaments, man. Professional football. Oh, Think about awesome. the audience right now. They're all saying, awesome. I wish I played in that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way ex pros like dismiss their accomplishments. Exactly. <laughs> like, really? Really? I played indoor soccer in men's C division. <laughs> okay. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Plenty wrong with that. Um, Wongo, you got anything in, in the bag today? In the set? Well, I already shared the one in the bag, but yeah. uh, let me see. I didn't. I didn't come prepared. But there's, there, so we've had, like I said, it's a bit of an impromptu one today. Yeah, but it's the other thing is to uh, go into the private chat. There's some subjects I threw up just because they're big ones, and uh, we'll probably talk about them more with yeah. news and dubs on Friday because Amy um, and our team love talking about all the Canadian happenings. But and there's a lot. Big deal, Project 8, uh, 
announces the Toronto franchise for the Women's League. AFC Toronto City. I love the name, actually. It's a great Yeah, name. really cool name. Um, what's the mm. A stand for in that? So, amateur Football Club. Pardon me? Sorry? Traditionally, it's Amateur Athletic. Football Club. Amateur AFC. Football Amateur. Club. It used to oh, be. Anyway. Okay. I'm not sure that's what they, they're calling it. But um, The other thing is your former teammate, Craig, uh, Jason DeVos of the national team named Canada's soccer's interim general secretary, taking the place of Earl Cochran, who resigned last week. Um, whether the, the part of the, the leadership transitional yeah. panel team may is when the elections are, are being held for a new president. There's going to be a new structure. I think yeah. a, a lot of, a lot of rebranding. I think I get the idea around Canada soccer who's going to lead what I don't know um, a lot Ryan, of stirring the pot stirring yeah. the spaghetti just put, man, just put that fork in there and just turn that spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and uh, Rob McElhaney reached out on Twitter to uh, Gareth Bale and said hey we'll golf with you you come play footy with us at Wrexham I love so, that yeah can you imagine just if he goes, yeah, what the hell? I, I, I still have some kicking left in me. I, I want to party with two two rock star actors. You know, you'd have to think about it, you know. You really would. You would have Great to think for about his brand, it. Eh? Like he would oh. not have to do anything except sign autographs and like kick free, do free kicks. That's all he'd have to do. <laughs> Why not approach Ian Rush and John Aldridge while you're at it? You know, other. Big back Rushy. Yeah. Higgsy. Oh no, not Giggsy. He wouldn't. He wouldn't fit into that Ryan's brand. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. break people's it's not ankles. Quite squeaky clean enough, I don't think. <laughs> no. Um, there you go. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds said something about I'll I'll tattoo a golf course on the back of Rob's back or something. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, if you give me a year, that's amazing. Hey, I, I don't think Gareth Bale would want any part of League One football or League Two football. Sorry, that's going to be True. pretty physical. Well, it all depends, uh, you know, yeah. he's going to forget about all that. Like, say, I mean, we know from uh, talking to Max Grapo at L.A. that his body was breaking down and he was finding it hard to, you know, get himself ready for the next game. So he was ready for him. But this sort of thing, after playing golf week after week, all summer long, and you get to a point and you've had an offer like this and it's whales, it's it's yeah. some project it's you know he would he would definitely be thinking about it it'd be it would be very very difficult to sleep at night for i think for him to be honest with you yeah i mean he's, pretty- he's, he's a proud welshman we know that but currently i think he's still in la isn't he spending the the winter in la <laughs> Yeah, oh why yeah! Would you not? He's like they probably granted him, gifted him club membership at twenty clubs, probably yeah. for him to golf <laughs> everywhere, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are games tomorrow. Actually, I should mention in the yep. Premier League. It's a full schedule this weekend. All these games you can find on FuboTV.com, of course. Everton, Newcastle, huge game for both those clubs. That's at Goodison Park. Southampton, Bournemouth, another big one at the bottom. Bournemouth, Bournemouth are looking like they might Bournemouth find a way. Like they're going to make it, yeah. It seems that way, yeah. And Spurs, Manchester United. That's Let the fun. romancing of Harry Kane begin. Mm. So, man, um, oh, man. Yeah. But, yeah, full, full slate of midweek games there. Um, 
Hey, Wonga, are, are we um, are we done, or do we have something else to talk about here? No, the last thing to talk about was uh, just a reminder, everybody. TFC plays uh, New York uh, Football Club on Saturday, April Back at 29th. BMO. At BMO, you went to the you went to a match two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Uh, yeah, was the, the the last home game. Yeah. And how was your what was your intake like of uh, alcoholic beverages? Were you significant? Yeah. yeah. Were you cheering? <laughs> were you were you like Craig? I don't and cheer. I... I, I, I don't cheer when I'm at TFC. Well, you know that's not true. I want I want to see them do well, and you know the energy there is so great. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, my my buddy has seasons in the South End, so I usually sit in the South End or stand in the South End. It's you, can't, you can't get caught, but you can't help but get caught up in it. Right. Well, if, so, if it's anything like the Voyagers, which I think the Red Patch guy boys are like yeah. the Voyagers, right? For Canadian soccer. Yeah. Well, yeah there's, there's a few uh, supporters groups down there. Oh, Usually, there are. Red yeah, Patch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're all great down there. Um, it's definitely fantastic. Worth, definitely worth going. It's, it's the best sporting experience in Toronto by an absolute freaking mile. Oh, yeah. Uh, if people want before. to actually get involved in something, like actually literally get involved, that's the, the best place to be in Toronto. The south section of oh yeah, TFC even, games. even if the team's you know struggling a bit right now, um, it's still worth going. There's drama in those oh, yeah. games. When I was there, that's, that's when they scored the last second goal. Um, but they've been busy yeah. this week, TFC. Right, they, they've brought some players in. Carl McNaughton's left. Yeah, for the Nashville. Uh, CJ Sapong's come in. Uh, Amy Mabika's come in. So a defender and a striker. We'll see if that makes a difference. Uh, something has to change pretty soon. That's for sure. And uh, poor old York. We didn't mention New York United, but right, you broke the story. Broke the story. Yeah, yeah. just after we finished recording on Monday. Yeah, um, I wonder how we found that out. So no quick. idea. It's, it is sad though, isn't it? So essentially, yeah. York have um, been sold back to the league. So the league's in charge now, while they try and find uh, another buyer. And, and Mark Noonan was speaking about it this week, and in his release, what was saying the right things, being very positive, saying we're going to find re-energized ownership here for this market. Um, we we're hoping to get Mark Noonan on the show next week, by the way. Great. Um, so obviously it would be good timing. Uh, a lot happening in all things CPL. We saw what happened last year with Edmonton uh, and how that team in the end folded. So let's hope that's not what happens to York, but uh, we'll get more information from uh, the commish. And we have a yeah, we couple have an, owners. Yeah. And we have an interview with the writer of the new bio, autobiography of Alfonso Davies, right? Yeah, Alfonso Davies. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be um, well, the next week or so, right? In the next week or so as well. Yeah. Fascinating read and Fonzie uh, go, going right back to growing up in, in the refugee camp. And I'm going to ask him. To- I want to ask him to write a story about Fonzie's mom and dad because that would be a really interesting read. Yep. It would not to say Fonzie isn't, but he's fucking twenty-two. I mean, Jesus Christ! There'll be some more biographies coming out, I'm sure, over the next fifteen <laughs> years, right? Be exactly. Those too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do. I do one every four years. Yeah, I'm going to ask yeah, that's one of my questions. Actually, it is. It is like so. Yeah. Is this the first yeah. of a series? Of vol- volume one. Yeah, <laughs> the first page, first chapter is about him and diapers. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Actually, he's out for the season, right? With the hamstring injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. hey, the Nations League ain't that far away, boys. No. Eight, eight weeks away. Yeah. Now, that should should be okay. But obviously, you've got to get back to match fitness. But I can't step. imagine Bayern Munich want him to have any part of that. Oh, that's that story again, for sure. R- yeah. Right? Well, listen, who, who, yeah. who's, who's going to be in charge of Bayern Munich by that point, though? Right, two about uh, him being refired yeah. again. Oh, jeez, and, and Khan leaving, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's a mess. Well, at the moment. one Can thing guys- about it, 
I don't worry about that our national team without him. I think our team plays very well without him and yep. very well with him. Yeah. Really important that we saw that through qualifying. Guys, I'm going to leave you with this before we sign out. Uh, that Please do. Po- that was poor and amateurish. Oh. That, was uninf- <laughs> that was uninformed, pedestrian, and adolescently judgmental. I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're that childish, though, in this particular edition. We're very, very tired. And we're missing Jimmy, who usually brings the immaturity level down. Right. That's true. It's true. I don't know. I, I, I still found this pedestrian. Yeah, I, like I, I found a bit, a bit uh. pedestrian. I wasn't the best, that's for sure. It, it was still better than last Friday, though, I think. Oh, God. He really, yeah. he or she really did <laughs> just like this. It was really funny. Yeah. It's a good take. Good well, take. Well, we should say farewell because we, we, we have to call Amy now and fire her, don't we? So That's right. Yeah. yeah. In the show now. She'll um, find out by listening to the pod. <laughs> other people write exactly the same thing and say, I love it. Yeah, exactly. They don't take stuff too seriously. They're yeah, pedestrian. Exactly. We, we, They're juvenile. We, we like the yeah. banter. Yeah. People seem to like that. <laughs> not, every, not everybody, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right. We're back on uh, Friday for news and whatever it's going to be called uh, post Amy. <laughs> um, so until then, keep buying newspapers. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.